Welcome to Nightmare 365. This is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. There's tons of unsolved mysteries out there. Witches still exist. What about monsters? Do you believe in ghosts? Bigfoot is not out there. Bigfoot is definitely out there. UFOs are real. UFOs might be real. Do you believe in conspiracies? I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I want to believe in all these case files. Trust no one. The government lies to you. We're just two brothers exploring the unexplained, mysterious, and spookiness that lives among us. What's going on, all you mystery seekers? Welcome back to the Nightmare 365 podcast. As always, I'm your boy, Matt. What's up? I'm Greg. And Greg, we're just two brothers from New Jersey talking about all the weirdness that surrounds us in this crazy world that we live in. And like we said before, this is going to be Missing 411 Part 2. And if you haven't checked out the videos, one is on YouTube, which I said I'll link it in the show notes, and the other one is on Amazon. But you can find both Missing 411 on the interweb and in our show notes because... I would highly recommend watching those videos or movies. I guess they're more documentaries. Yeah, documentaries. They're series. more documentaries. So watch them before you actually listen to the show because you'll have more of a reference point. We're going to talk about one of the cases that really intrigues me today and along. Actually, there's two cases because one's really like a Bigfoot case. The other one is a true missing 401 case of a different disappearance of a gentleman, Aaron Hedges. That one is crazy to me. Um, it is crazy to for Greg. a lot of different reasons. And if you want to set this up for people, we're going to set it up. Um, him and his two buddies were going elk hunting outside of Billings, Montana, actually like 20, 20 miles north of Billings, Montana, um, in a mountain range called the Crazies, which are in Montana, younger than the Rocky Mountains. So it's a separate mountain range altogether. True. And they say it's very steep in there. It's very treacherous. Like, there's a lot of loose rocks and everything like that. So it is, like, one of the most remote places out there in Montana, like these people that I've been reading say. And this kid disappeared and was never seen again. Well, I mean, he was seen again, but just not his full body. True. But before we jump into this story, I just want to say visit Nightmare365.com. You can find our sponsors of the show, Jack and Lantern Press, but then you can also find our shop, which we've just updated. And on October 13th, we're going to release the new design for the 2021 Halloween season. So, t-shirt. Heck yeah. The t-shirt, more gear, zip-up hoodies, crew necks. I like that. I don't know if anybody else likes different types of gear. But let us know if you do, because we'll add it to our shop. But you can find all the different types of Nightmare tees, hoodies, everything there at Nightmare365.com, as well as our contact information. Anything else going on during like this past week that we haven't talked since we talked about like the whole missing 411? And the reason why we started talking about this was because of the Gabby Petito kind of disappearance. Well, we all... I've murder. Felt, Let's yeah. say murder. Well, yeah, we, we all knew like what exactly happened when we were talking about it. And like it, it seemed like the writing was on the wall. But then it was like the perfect segue into talking about missing 411. My name is Dave Politis, and I'm a former police detective and current investigative author focused primarily on mysterious disappearances in the North American wilderness. Oh, no! 
My journey into the disappearances began when I was visiting a national park and was approached by two park rangers who knew I was an author. They described strange circumstances over the years involving missing hikers. I immediately began looking into the phenomena. Eight years and eight books later, I've now researched 1,200 cases that fit the profile we are about to examine. While these cases involve people of all ages and all walks of life, I've chosen to present some of the most intriguing cases involving hunters. Generally speaking, hunters are very experienced, aware, and knowledgeable outdoorsmen. And so when one vanishes, you know something unusual has occurred. Now, missing 401 isn't like an open and shut case. No, I, I don't like the guy who actually does the missing 401. I think it's it's retarded the way All right. he does it. All right, Greg's, Greg's a little, he's coming in hot with no, this. No, I, I, it's just, he doesn't give you anything. Like, yeah, I can sit there and investigate this and go out and just give you like what people have said and the fa- like the facts of the case. And then he's like, well, next story. Like, well, come on, bro. You're supposed to be a former police investigator. Why don't you actually do some investigating and put your hypothesis out there of what you actually think happened to these people? He doesn't ask pertinent, like, questions either. Like, I, I, again, I don't know how much, like, they, they edit out, but some of this shit is just stupid to me. Yeah, so David Politis, to, like, to set the background more into this, he's the gentleman who came up with the Missing 411 Project, which you could find at canammissing.com. I guess it's just a total North America between the United States and Canada, like, project of all these people. You know, if you go to the About, about Me section of their thing, it's really, it's, it's a group of retired police officers who search and rescue experts, SAR, and other professionals that are dedicated into researching, on-scene, and investigating all these different missing cases that happen, it seems like, in the national parks, the North American landmass, as far as like the wooded areas. And most of these, if you look into the cases, there's a list that he gives in his movie and then also on the Missing 401 sites where he says it has to meet a certain criteria as far as what you know classifies yeah. as the missing 401. So like we'll go through like the 10 steps. The criteria is one point of separation. Two, the time of dif- disappearance. Yeah, it's usually he said it's usually at dusk. At dusk. And then number 3 is the boulder fields. It's usually around boulder fields that these people go missing. And also number 4 around water. And then he said there's always some type of weather event. Which is either before or right after when the search begins. Right, with, with the, when these people go missing. And then he said another strange thing of the criteria with these people is canines can't track the scent. Or they can't pick up the scent. Or when they do, they lose it abruptly. That's another thing. Number seven, found in an area previously searched. So when they were reported missing, they go out there and they do their search. They come up to a spot and they check it. However, they do. Like I, I, he doesn't go into details of how each group, you know, makes sure. Like, all right, we did this checkpoint. Well, they're usually grid patterns that you do. You walk on a straight line on a grid, like mowing the lawn, basically. Yeah. If you, if you want to equate it to something, you mow the lawn, you come back, and you do it again. True. <clears throat> so, and then number eight is missing clothing. There's always some type of missing clothing, which it, it seems like that is always the case in a lot of missing cases. Sure. That we looked into or we talked about. Number nine is unknown cause of death. 
and the coroner and even in the movie when you watch these movies that's why I say watch the movies and then come back if you haven't and like listen to the, this discussion about some of the stuff we're going to talk about because I think what we want to do even though this is kind of like part two we want to talk about more in depth into these cases because I think there's so much information and there's so much information that is left out in the movies where I think to kind of do it justice, you need as much information as possible. And then the last thing is these missing people are usually geographically clustered into certain areas. So take, for instance, you know, where we're talking about Aaron Hedges, there's always usually a cluster in like the crazies in Montana, this mountain range, and there's going to be a cluster about three to, it could be up to 10. Like even in the movie, I think he, show like 12 people in like the one missing area of yeah. these geographically clustered missing people. Well, even he said like Yellowstone or uh, Yosemite has like 55 just in that general vicinity. The only thing that like kind of annoyed me, again, like I'm not a big fan, like Greg, Greg is very passionate about not liking David Politis. I like his work as far as like what he's put out and like made people question, looked into this, and maybe that was his whole goal into this is making people aware and look into these cases more than so like one or two that you may see on the local news or media that you know nationally it seems like the media gravitates towards one and they hook their teeth into it and they don't let it go even though this is happening all the time sure so so that's the only thing i do like about him and like to your point i don't like the fact that he does this kind of stuff where it's you know oh here's here's this and make your own conclusion. Even though there's tons of like Reddit forums where people talk about like, Oh, I like how, you know, he doesn't give you all the answers and it's like made for you to decide. It's like, that's not how a missing case. And like, if you want to solve these cases like work, but again, that's the side note. The only other thing like, which I'll point out too is watching the movies and reading some of the information online. I've never read his books, which I might start, man, like this, just watching the movies and doing some of this stuff. I don't want to say like, I want to be like a, a sleuth detective or anything, but it does make me invest in some of these cases and want to figure it out and maybe want justice for these people and their families to, to do like a little bit more digging and to try to, you know, have answers to this. But like the only thing I didn't like was his 10 list of his criterias, you know, where he says, and he doesn't specify how many out of the 10 you need. So do you need like three out of 10 to say, like, all right, this classifies as a missing 401 case. I mean, in all the ones he showed, though, it, it, they, uh, they had pretty, a bunch. Yeah, they had like, well, you could always like <clears throat> point of separation and time of different disappearance, I feel like is one in the same almost. And it's like across the board for any missing person because you always want to, like, all right, when's the last time you, you know, saw this person? What time did this happen? Mm-hmm. All right, that gives us a window of saying, like, all right, here and at two o'clock. We know we had three hours of, of, you know, leeway time for this person to get three hours ahead of us. So that I feel like is in any case. So you could always chalk up at least two. But then like where the thing is like Boulder Fields near water in a weather event, it, you know, it kind of like I always just wanted him to say like, hey, you know, for this to be like a, a paranormal like unsolved kind of thing. You need at least eight out of the ten. Yeah, he won't say that though, because he never says a definitive answer. So doesn't say anything. <clears throat> That's the thing. 
he doesn't say anything. So like that's just kind of like set the stage of like what missing four one one is. Definitely look more into this because it is really creepy. But you know, but without further ado. Well, without further ado, let's dig in. The crazy mountains in Montana. Aaron Hedges goes missing. Missing four one one case. This one is by far my favorite out of the two movies. What are your thoughts on this case? I mean, it wasn't my favorite. What do you the, mean? What the is big, your the Bigfoot one, which Come we'll on. get into later, is my favorite. But I mean, this one is it's intriguing for a number of different reasons. Like I said before, <clears throat> um, he was an experienced hunter. He went out with his two best friends um, to go elk hunting. They had rifles. He only had a bow and a gun. He didn't have like a long rifle to yeah, shoot the, with. But the sets of stage, like he was the guy. They they set up base camp, and then six miles, I think, it was from base camp that they went up, and he had this cache. Like that, yeah, but that, from well, last year, so they set up another like. Base well, he camp. just sets up like supplies, so they they if something happens, he has supplies. They were saying. Okay, so what was in those supplies? They never said it in the movie or anything. Like as far as I researched. Aaron Hernandez, you know, Hedge's case. No, and they never did. He's 38 years old. He walks up to this cache. Could he even get more ammo, you know, supplies like guns or anything like that, other bows? We don't know. Yeah, so... That's a mystery. So, yeah, like I said, like him and his friends went elk hunting, and it's in the Crazy Mountains, which is 20, 20 miles north of Billings, Montana. And they were, they were elk hunting, and the two friends went off on one direction. He went off on his own for a couple days and they didn't report him missing for another couple days. So what was he doing during that time? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of people that speculate of they were poachers, which means they did some illegal practicing hunting or they would trespass and hunt on private property. And so to set up the whole disappearance his weird. his friends go go like call him up because he he didn't check in with them for a couple of days and they can't find him, and that's when they get the sheriffs and the well, rangers he, involved. He did have a walkie-talkie and he did have a cell phone, so and he had a GPS. Yeah, the last communication that they had with his you know GPS and walkie-talkie and everything, he made contact and he was about I think six miles away from their original camp, six to eight miles away from their original camp, which isn't unheard of, especially in the remote wilderness. True. So, so that was the last point, you know, of contact or you know separation. This is where it all happened, mm -hmm. and then from there. He keeps hiking in the total opposite direction of where their camp and their cache was. Correct. Um, Correct. Which you, you don't really know that in the beginning. So after the, his friends report him missing, um, I think it was the day after when the searchers started looking, the day after they started the search, yeah. a wild snowstorm came in. It was The temperatures were in the 50s and dropped all the way until there was two feet of snow on the ground. So we're, we already have a couple points of, you know, criteria for the missing 401. We have a point of separation, time of different appearance. He was near water, and there was a weather event. So that's four out of the ten that already occurred in this whole missing 401 case of Aaron Hedges. Correct. So then at this point, the search begins. They don't find anything that first day or that second day after the snowfall. Then it starts to warm up, which melts the snow. 
And you would, you would assume so. And they now search one of the areas which was, I think I want to say, six miles away from their base camp on a edge of a creek bed or like a cliff face down to a creek. And they find a pair of boots, a camelback, which is, you know, the bladder for like water, uh, like a hiker or, or a biker or yeah, anybody. Yeah, I have a bunch of those. I have two actually. Um, and... Um, like a campfire set up, basically. And don't forget, there was 59 searchers and 20 dog teams that were involved in this. Also, several rescue helicopters. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Which, I mean, if you had a fire going, I don't know how the rescuers don't see like that on their thermal imaging camera or even the smoke. So I'm not sure. But again, here, here's where like the separation and the difference between a movie and real life is. Well, yeah, you don't know information. You don't know if that fire was there a couple of days prior to even like them searching. All right. Yeah. Think about this too. Like he's trying to make a fire. Maybe the fire didn't happen because of the weather event of this snow. And apparently there was at least two feet mm-hmm. of snow on the ground when this, you know, search and when, Aaron Hedges went missing. So again, like if I'm trying to start a fire out in the middle of nowhere, it's not like I have a supply of firewood in my backpack that I'm carrying that's dry. This stuff is going to be wet. I know, know? but if you're an experienced hunter, you can get a fire started even when it's raining. In this case, Greg will be the experienced person because I guarantee he'll be able to do it. So maybe one time. I'm sure you can with a a flint striker and everything like that. Did he have that in his pack? If you're an experienced hunter, yes. You would think so. You would have that. if he went away from his camp and he didn't know this was going to happen, maybe he doesn't. I'm just saying. There's a lot of like... There's a lot of variables, sure. And there's a lot of, you know, information that that puts forth in the movies like Missing 401. They kind of set it up in very paranormal, you know, kind of vibe to it. And again, with the movie Missing 401, getting back to David Politis in his movie, he sets it up as far as, you know... Here's some crazy disappearances, and then the movie slowly starts warping into like paranormal aliens. Yeah, no, it does. So it's crazy. But like, if you believe news articles or you believe people that have wrote about this or anything like that, where they were trespassing or poaching, um, it does make sense that he would go off on his own and radio his friends of what he's actually doing. And they wouldn't report him missing for a couple more days. So he could have, something could have happened. He could have made that fire. He could have got his boots soaked. He could have got whatever, like days prior to them actually searching anything. So it doesn't, that aspect doesn't need to be paranormal. No, it doesn't. And they also talked about in, you know, the, the movie, as well as in different, you know, reports of this missing case where they said hyperthermia was a cause as well. Well, they only thought that because of his boots. But if you had a cache of supplies up there, I think you would have a change of clothes and another pair of boots. You would hope so. And if you check the weather reports and knows, hey, it's going to rain or it's going to snow, you would like to have some dry clothes packed in your pack with you. But again, like there, there could have been, you know, they put out the possibilities. There could have been some disorientation. Mm-hmm. And then it could have been because of hyperthermia or it could have been just because of the weather itself and he wasn't really fully prepared for this. So there is different scenarios, which again, they don't talk about in the movie. No, they don't. So he originally went hunting with his friends on September 3rd and they suspended the search, the, the initial one, on September 22nd. 19 days, they basically 
um, if you want to say, like search for him. And this was in 2014. So this case is a number of years old. So they suspended the search. And it wasn't until nine months later where they found new evidence. And it was only because a rancher was... Fixing his fence. In the springtime, fixing his fence after the winter. And his father-in-law or his father, I'm not sure which one, noticed a backpack leaning up against a tree with a bow. With the gun in it. And then on the rocks next to it, they had a thermos with an energy drink. This is what they say in the film. With the energy drink there. On a rock. On a rock. So they said he did have food, snacks. Mm -hmm. He did have his bow with you could see it from the picture, too. There is arrows in there. Yeah. He did have his gun. They didn't say if it was loaded or not. So they don't mention that. And I didn't really look further into any kind of police reports or read like what they found that didn't find. They did find his backpack with the safety vest, they said. Yeah, our, and, our and, orange and safety they, vest. They speculate that, you know, it was there for him to come back and see. So he did have weapons, food, drinks, hydration. And the only was, thing that he was very, very close to this house. So the only thing that doesn't add up for me, and let me let me get your opinion on this, is that backpack could have been there like the first like couple days where they were searching because they didn't search that area. No, they didn't because search that very it it was miles like I want to say it was like ten miles away from the original well, they campsite. Original and campsite to where that stuff was found by the rancher's, you know, property. Mm-hmm. It was eleven air miles. So So let's call it fifteen walking miles. Let's just say that. So they didn't search that area. So he could have been hunting on that guy's land like that, you know, that first September, you know, week. True, you can. I because mean, why else would you like why else would all that shit like just be there? And what and what doesn't make sense also to me is if it's a winter time, if it's like you you lay something on a rock, like an energy drink or a bar or anything like that, an animal will come and get it. It depends. It depends on like where it is, depending on where like the rancher is that typical for animals to get there. And yes, when he went missing in September of 2014 until June. 2015 you would think by then that pack and especially what happened to his body mm-hmm. now we didn't even talk about that like when they found it they we'll get father, to, we'll get to that okay but that's a long time for the pack to be there undisturbed correct you know without any kind of you know i guess wear or tear but again i don't know maybe we could put a backpack out and see how long it lasts and see how long in nine months you know it does I mean, if change. it's covered on underneath snow i think it will last pretty good it would just be soaking wet whatever you have in there but uh, like the only thing that doesn't add up to me is the energy bars. Like animals would get in there. Okay, he- here's the thing: if you're going missing and you're done, you know, nine months, right? So say say if he did live, which you know we're going out to the point we didn't find the body yet, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going out there from September to June. Okay. Yep. You have that nine months of go time. How the hell does he still have fucking food? Yeah, you I know, don't. I don't. Did understand. he kill an animal and was eating it? You know, in the field. That that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, he was near a body of water with the you know the creek that yeah. was right there. So he could have he could so have he could water. have access to water. But it's kind of strange to me that he still had food and drinks in his pack. Yeah, you know, so it, it makes the you know begs the question is like, all right, what the hell happened? What is this guy really doing? Correct. You know, like 
was he prepared for nine months when he left his buddies? Again, he has a cell phone. How, how long did it last? He also had a walkie-talkie. How long did it last? Why was it the, you know, after he went missing, only like three days later, that was like the last contact he had with his other two friends you that could, went hunting with him? I would ass- the only thing I, I assume from the uh, reading into this and watching the movie was that it got wet. Because why else would you take off your boots? So he may have fell into the water. So there goes his cell phone, his GPS, and his boots. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, like, wouldn't before that you would have some type of contact with these people? And again, I don't think so if you're doing something illegal. Okay, but then again... He may have, too, and these his friends may have not want to set anything to okay. get arrested. That's fine, but you can also look at, you know, we can look at the phone. And I'm sure if the family really cared or wanted to know, they could say, yes, look at his phone record. Here's his phone record, and you could see exactly who he called, when he called. See, but and then this is this is why I hate David Politis. Because he doesn't say this. Because he doesn't say this or even ask those questions. Yeah, get him, Greg. I'm just saying, like, if you were an investigator... Like, look at... All right, give me your phone records. Maybe he did. Maybe Maybe he did, and he just doesn't want to share that. Well, maybe he did, and we didn't read that in any of the reports. And again, like I said, I didn't watch, you know, or I didn't read his books. I only watched the movies, and I only read reports that were out there on the internet for this case. This case is really weird, so... I can't explain it. Yeah. And even, even the cop in the movie, which I'll play a clip for us, where he explains it. He's like, what the hell is this guy doing? here off of the sweetgrass ranch which is a dude ranch they have a, a dude ride a, a string of dudes a guest at the ranch were on this ride and as they come up the hill on a little bench one of the guests looks over and went hey there's a skull over there and lo and behold there's a human skull underneath the tree I mean, just prettiest picture, bright as a penny underneath the dead tree. This is the sheriff talking. You go back out. This is David Politis talking, find? asking questions. We find the skull and the remains, and where we find that is right here. We did find the pelvis and one femur on a cow trail, partially buried. Uh, I did find Aaron's cell phone, a jacket, uh, like a, like what you're wearing, a, a thin jacket. Any there pants? Pants? No. I don't believe we found any pants. I can't remember. So at this Socks? point, if I was David Pilates, I wouldn't be asking about pants. I'd be like, no, all right, what about that cell phone? Yeah, so, feet. well, feet. we were just talking about right. where they found his did backpack. His so this was, broken, like, the like they said, um, 15 months they, uh, after they found his backpack and everything like that. Did. They found the body. No. Well, not the body, the skull. So yeah, now it's almost part. it's almost two years. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah, it's almost two years of freak. You of him yes, missing, where they find so the skull, his cell phone, his GPS. His they don't find so, his yeah, feet probably. or his pants. So he could have made fire. Well, um, again, here, here's the thing where they talked been. about in the movie, where they just said, you know, like partially buried. So what does that mean? Was an animal burying this stuff? Did an animal eat him? You know, did he get weak? Did he get attacked by a bear? Or did he get attacked by a certain animal? Or here's another question, too, because this is the kind of stuff that I would be asking. Like, I understand so, he's, David Politis is making a movie. I understand that what they're trying to do. 
but at the same point, it's it says to me, was there somebody else out there? Well, I, the only here, what I'll say to you is, and I'll say to most people that are listening, probably don't realize, if you leave a body outside in just open air or wilderness or whatever, in four months, it will get reduced down to bone. That's that's the that's the general time frame. Four months, um, it's going to go quicker if an animal attacks it. Now, it does make sense that an animal would like attack it and somewhat bury it and leave the skull because those are like the most undesirable parts. Like if you like think about like your eating habits, they're right? Eat you're, your asshole first. You, they're going to eat your legs. That's the most meat, you know, and your torso and your extremities. They're going to leave you know, the bigger bones and like the undesirable parts, which is a skull. And it makes sense that an animal would sit underneath a tree for cover and eat its meal. But so that, that does make sense. But here, here comes back to my point, which, which makes this even weird. And like, I love these cases because it's so weird and there is so many different avenues you can go down. Right. And we know David Politis is huge into Bigfoot. Huge, you know, like one of his first books that he wrote was all about Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this thing, it slowly progresses from these weird, mysterious cases into Bigfoot aliens. Correct. I just find it funny. Just if that's where you're going with it, just say it, man. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, too, like just give me possibilities. Say like, all right, here's a possibility that I think of ever after being a detective for 20 years, as he claims, some people, you know, question him because there is actually subreddits where people love this guy and subreddits where people hate this guy. It's funny, but was there foul play? Did his, you know, some, another rancher say, get the fuck off my property before I kill you. Well, see, like I, I was or reading was that his too. Friends. I was reading like the ranchers. They said like, Almost all the ranchers, if you trespass and like try to hunt on their land, they'll hold you at gunpoint until like you get arrested to like revoke your hunting license. They would, they never resort to violence. These people, say. no, hunters don't because I've I've I come in contact with hunters all the time and they're always ratting each other out. That's the that's the best information you can get mm-hmm. is not just from like a trail cam, anything else, or from the person. It's always from other hunters because they're always ratting each other out, which well, yeah. is funny because they're fighting for territory. Yeah, they're fighting for territory and they want like the best practices and like so like they so, they care about the animals. So then, do you think this is aliens, Bigfoot? The only the the one thing um, somebody did bring up in one of these chat rooms I was reading is time travel. You think they're time traveling? They only said that just because of the the time frame of when shit was found, and if you really think about it, like you believe in these other dimensions and everything like that. No, if he stepped into like almost like a portal type deal where he was like, let's say he was there, like you go out in your backyard, somebody's there, but they're not really in this time Ooh. dimension, but you can't see them, but they can see you, and they're trying to signal you, like, and then. Like, it, I don't know, things manifested later on. That's like one of the guys was saying that. What's more plausible to me is he went off hunting illegally. He told his friends that that's why he, they didn't get him reported missing for a couple days, right? He set his backpack down under by that rancher's property because there was probably big elk in that area. Like, that's the only reason why you would set your backpack down. Probably sat there, had something to drink, and then something happened to him. Either he got mauled by a bear, 
which is a big possibility, or somebody killed them. Those are my two theories. That's it. That's all you got. What about the caves? That, there's no caves down yes, there. Yes, there is. If you look, again, <clears throat> I sent you this thing millions of times. I understand. If you look at the, at the United States map, it correlates with all these missing reports, and you look at the mass cave systems of the United States. All right, States. let's just say an animal attack. Yeah, pulled him into a cave. All right, and ate him and then put his body underneath a tree. Oh, so it just said, fuck this. I don't want this in my cave. I'm going to take it out. And I'm well, how else would you tree. explain that then? Like what? That, those are my theories. He either got killed by somebody or an animal attacked him. What do you? What's your theory? What about a Wendigo? All right, let's let's explain this. I, I, I don't know what a Wendigo. Do you know what a Wendigo is? No. You never heard of a Wendigo? No. Let me see. How do I? I forget how to spell it. Here we go. Here we go. Wendigo, for Greg, that he doesn't know. A lot of people think the Wendigo lives out there. A lot of Native Americans believe in this. So a Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit which originates from folklore of the First Nations based in and around the East Coast forest of Canada. So here you go. But that's well, East Coast. We're in Montana. I'm just. This is where it originated. Okay. Here you go. All right. This is also the of you know the forest of Canada, the Great Plains regions of the United States, the Great Lakes regions of the United States and Canada, and grouped in modern day, you know, there's a lot of history about these spirits, kind of like that take on human-like characteristics, which possesses human beings. The Wendigo is known to invoke feelings of greed, hunger, the desire to cannibalize, uh, cannibalize other humans, as well as commit murder in, the, um, yeah, what what to say? Commit murder in those that fall under its influence. So this is your theory? No, no, no. I'm bringing it up as a possibility to say, like, you, you just went into other dimensions, and then I'm not allowed to laugh at that other dimension theory. But then again, I, I didn't say, say I believe that. I said I, somebody said that. I get it. But then, I, again, I bring up the caves thing. You always dismiss that. I bring up Wendigos, which you never even heard of. Which that should be a whole if, nother topic. If he was in a cave, they would have left his body down there. You don't know that. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. You I don't, mean, if you're gonna eat something, you're gonna now you're gonna just drag the dead like skull out. You just ate something for dinner. You ate a T-bone steak. What do you do with that 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 bone? I'm sure they have trash down there. What do you do with that bone? The Grinch in, in had your, a trash thing in your house. What do you do with that bone? I throw it out. You throw it out. Yeah. So why wouldn't any other animal to just keep piles of bones around in their in their caves? Like, hey, honey, I want to live and sleep right next to these bones. I'm sure the cave system is massive. So you think they're dumping it in the caves, not outside? Yeah, I would. If they're intelligent, you, you just if, made no sense. If they're intelligent enough and they don't want people to find them, yes, so they're going to hide it. So why wouldn't you do that? Because I don't really care if I'm found or people know I exist. Psh. Greg has his theories. Matt has his. What's your, Greg, what's, your, what's your honest theory, though? My honest theory? There's, yes. There's not enough information to go on. I'm sorry. There isn't. And and this is at the end of the missing four warrant cases. David Politis should say that. There's not enough information to go on and make a decision based on anything. So you don't have possibilities. What do you think the, like, the most realistic possibility is? All right. Go back to the case that we just talked about that started the whole missing 401 cases with Gabby Petito, right? Yep. Where 
somebody close to her killed her. Yeah. Right? I mean, as tragic as it is, and it sucks. So say Aaron went out with his friends. The likely possibility, if you want to start at step one with my theories, Mm -hmm. all right, is step one, his friends killed him. And in all missing cases, you could always see, like, and then going back to his first criteria in these missing 401 cases is point of separation. Sure. These are people always with people. Now, there is cases where people go for a drive and then end up missing. Correct. Yes, I understand that. But in majority of the missing 401 cases that David Pilates puts together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> most of his stuff starts at a point of separation. So, again, they're with people. Yeah. So, again, first suspects we're going to look at is the people that he was with or she was with. Okay. Okay. So, then you look at that. All right. Explain that. Well, why didn't you tell me that, you know, he went missing a day earlier? Well, now looking at the phone records, it looks like you did contact him after that third well, day. Well, that, see, that's why I hate David Politis and this 411 it, shit is but, because he doesn't say anything But like again, that. like our videos, whatever we want to talk about when we do on YouTube, there's only so much you could say. And yep. there's only so much you could fit into an hour and 37 minute movie. I get that. Okay. And if you're going to cover, you know, five, six, seven cases. I know, in but the then as of, a wrap up, you should say that. I mean, they kind of do where they say like, hey, he's been missing. This is all that was found. This is all we have. I, trust me, I'm with you 100%. And be like, I'm hey, just, this is, you know, as friends, this is what we looked at. He doesn't have this hour and 20 minute time frame to go, you know, looking into the deep like we do. Well, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm just, maybe we should publish the real missing 411 then. You're going to start doing that? <clears throat> the real 411. You're going to start doing that? Real 411. I'm going to make a list. No, I'm not saying Here. I'm going to do that, but Shh. like... I'm going to click... Click in my pen. I'm not saying I'm doing that. So we have Greg's list. See, I'm not saying I'm doing that. I'm just saying, like, if you really want to be an investigator, you should you should do this shit. He's a detective. You would think he would know what he's doing. So obviously have, he doesn't. We have Greg's list. Jump in the blue hole. Greg's list. He's gonna. What What's else? Matt ever doing? What's Matt ever gonna do? I never claim to do stuff well, like this. But what are you gonna do then? I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Exactly. I'm doing the podcast. We're doing the videos for our YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube if you like exactly. this kind of stuff. But Greg's claim to jump in the blue hole. Greg's claim to what else did you do? Because Jacqueline and Press Guys just did a whole podcast and their intro was just ripping on you and playing clips of saying, oh, I'm Greg. I'm going to be doing this. I, I, I realize that. <laughs> did you listen to it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. It was pretty funny. I don't have time for Where they're just like, yeah. Matt, Matt says he's dressing up for Halloween. He never does. I am. So let's. This is two weeks. Click that. This is two weeks now. I've been waiting for my costume. Your costume is is there. You have a you have a mask, which you're not going to wear for the podcast. Here we go. Here it's we like, go. Oh, uh, it's I can't talk. You can put this mic right underneath there and talk. All so, right, I'll do so. that if, if that's what you want me to do. We'll see. I already showed you the jumpsuit. I understand, but I'm so just saying. So I have it. You so ju- that's not like a thing I said I'm going to do, and it hasn't happened because ju- I have the jumpsuit. You told me to get a mask. I got a mask. You said I have I the jumpsuit. I understand, but so, you said So it. don't say I don't have the jumpsuit. I'm just, I didn't say that you didn't have the jumpsuit. I just said you're supposed to bring it over two weeks ago, and still you haven't brought it over. Yeah, I, I have it with me, though. And we're only a couple days from October. This is bullshit. So you're going you're gonna to wear this now all October? Like, okay. Click that. Matt's going to wear that every show now. No, see, I didn't say that. <clears throat> you just said that. 
I don't have to put words in your mouth. You just automatically say like, "All I said was if an intruder this, comes into my house." All I, will I said kill was, "This is quick. this is what he should do." I, I didn't say I was going to do that. All right. Getting back to Aaron Hedges, you have no theories. I just you're, gave you, you a theory. Your theory is that his friends killed him. That's one theory. Is is that a theory or not a theory? Yeah. All right. What else? So another theory is. If I'm going on what David Politis has worked on and his movies and all this other stuff, you work from the point of the people, but then also you could say it was Bigfoot. Yeah, but I he mean, doesn't want to say that because I think he'll, he thinks he'll lose credibility. And he'll look like he's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's always what he leans into in his writings and his interviews, and it's always paranormal, otherworldly. So then if he does lean into that... Again, why is the Wendigo out of the question? Because no one's ever seen a Wendigo. Are you serious? When did they see a Wendigo? I typed it into Google. Let's see. Does it say how many searches come up? It looks like a it looks like a, a bull reindeer. A bull reindeer. So this is also a Wendigo. This is a Wendigo. That looks like the Lord of the Rings character. It could. Does it look like somebody else that we know of? That looks that, like the Jersey Devil. See, there you that go. That one. Yeah, there you go. That one's just a picture of a guy. This looks like a werewolf. Yeah, so again, no, one's, no one has uploaded YouTube videos or anything like that All right. of Wendigos. Let's, let's check it out. I'm going to YouTube right now. Here we go. Here we go. Most terror, five terrifying Wendigo sightings caught on camera. This should be good. Greg... This was never, never bought out. She takes a picture. Ah, crap. Stupid commercials. Sorry about that. Oh, it's a commercial. We're skipping it now. Here we go. I could only play this. Ooh. Sir Spooks. Sir Spooks. Yeah, that's not a real picture. Hello, everyone. Hey, My name is he's Sir giving Spooks. an introduction. We'll take a look at five Wendigo sightings. Five Wendigo sightings. You should listen to this the guy. Wendigo, Put on your headphones and listen to it. Wendigo is a mythical cannibalistic. These are all drawings. All evil spirit. He's setting it up. Yes, as a monster with As you can see on his YouTube channel, he's setting this up. spirit who has possessed a human. This is Sir Spooks, by the way. Them like Greg monster. said, I guess on his YouTube channel. I guess to do a Wendigo sightings video every single video I make. But I've always had trouble finding any kind of good material. There were only really four yeah, decent sightings out well. there, so I had to improvise for See, a fifth he's one. talking about like what but you just said. You if you put on the headphones, you can listen. He said he's improvising With because that there said, isn't let's that many. I just said that. Encounters. I understand, but I'm reiterating because Greg doesn't like to wear his headphones because he doesn't want to mess up his his perfect quaff. This footage was recorded on January 1st, 2014. That's a, clearly a picture Two of a guy boys go walking away from the camera. House Again, Greg's not listening to the gentleman. He's only... What has Looking been described at the as having the appearance of a wendigo appears out of nowhere, screeching, which ultimately scares the boys away. Yeah, it's back there. You don't see anything in this video. It's just dark right now. Looks like they're in some type of corridor. Maybe you do see something. This is the only one we'll watch, then we'll stop this. Turn the, turn the light on. Sounds like it's in the corner. What the fuck is that? Oh, shit! It sounds like a pig. Where's the exit? Or like a wild boar. It does. And you didn't really see too much in the video. You didn't see shit in the video. Take it easy. 
Probably I'll, I'll the most famous sighting of the Wendigo also shows teenage boys entering an abandoned house. Yeah, that's a bear. This time, however, the creatures... I'm just fast-forwarding some of these. And you can't really make these out. So no one's ever actually seen a Wendigo. So... All right, Greg wants me to click off that stuff. But, like, you've seen... People have seen Bigfoot. You have... The, oh, we okay. did a whole weekday weird on a Bigfoot. The Patterson-Gimlin film... In the seventies, of a Bigfoot. Okay, so so that's a more popular belief than a Wendigo. Okay, so you're gonna believe in a a creature that's hairy that's still living in, in the woods that's a Bigfoot, but you're not gonna believe a creature like well that Wendigo. that sets us up for our next missing four one one that we're gonna get into of Bigfoot sounds. Bigfoot sounds. So. Aaron, you didn't even let me finish all my Aaron Hedges Go you know, information. Go ahead. I, I mean, again, could it be paranormal? There's a lot of unanswered questions. So this could be like we never even talked about an alien abduction kind of case. That's just the last thing. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And again, like I'll be like David Pilatus. Make your own conclusions. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. So let's get into the next missing 401, which I found more interesting than Aaron Hedges' case, just because of the fact that we have audio clips of uh, it is absolutely uh, of, of their fantastic. That is fantastic. We have audio clips of Bigfoot. I mean, I think if the guys from you know Transylvania Travelers, the Picarellas, actually ever heard of Bigfoot, I think they would shit them pants. I mean, they wrote about it in their book. So I think they would shit their pants if they heard what the missing 401 actually captured on tape. So we'll play that for you right now. How about this? This is from Missing 401, The Hunted. The first time I ever heard anything was later in 71. I came back up with the guys, and, and uh, we was here by the stove. There was a stove here then. <laughs> and uh, as soon as it starts getting dark, we'd go in. Sometimes you might hear a grunt or a whoop or a big blowing sound or something like that, and that's when you know you want to get inside the shelter because you still don't know what you're dealing with. Whatever it is, it's big, very, very big. We all go inside, close the shelter door. This is from and 1971. And that's a wall that we put between these trees. The and it's trapped inside a cable. And then, uh, then they would start making their sounds. And that was in 71 when I first started hearing them, and we started recording them. This is Ron Moorhead, who recorded this audio. And this is the hunters mimicking the sounds. Oh, 
talking about maybe having to shoot away. So like, dude, first of all, that's just, no, there's no dude. So there's, that's like fucking creepy as shit. No, I get that. That is creep. Like the the first ones that you, you know, you hear, he kind of explains it. I'm like, let it play in the background. But they did send this out for analysis to the University of uh, Wyoming. And they said there was more than one creature in that audio thing. And they said it was at least, you know, the decibels were off the charts of like no human voice could actually make. Correct. From the assessment of the doctor that she, when she had analyzed this stuff. But when and, the, and the creature had to be significantly larger than a man, um, most likely seven and a half to eight feet tall. We do know that their vocal range is... It's crazy, man. Like when you listen to that, and what's crazy about it is not like the first part where they're like whoop whoop, you know, because you hear that on Finding Bigfoot. Anything is the else. talking is just like I want to play that again because that's just fucking creepy as shit, dude. I sent you uh, one where the guy just cleans up the audio. All play right. that one. All right, I'll play that one. I'll, I'll click off this. Here's just the audio. Yeah, this is about a minute and forty. I'll link this definitely in the show notes because this guy cleaned it up. And we started recording them. Yeah, we'll talk between this one, too, I think. Yeah, see, like this you'll hear on Finding Bigfoot, all these other different shows. See, this is something like, all right, eh, it doesn't do it for me because you hear it all the time if you're watching Bigfoot stories. There's two of them across the creek at the big rocks. I mean, that's just fucking... That gives me, like, the goosebumps for real. I mean, that's that's how, like, primitive people... Like talk back in the day when there was no language, but if you so if it's a it's like I said it's a, I think it's an intelligent species that's out there. But when you think about it too, like if you did listen to other you know animal calls, and I'm not saying this is possible because the only other thing that I've heard of something like this is almost like a hyena, or I'm trying to think what else, like I'm trying to think what else would kind of make this noise that. There's some animals that do make noises, and it just sounds so bizarre. No, I yeah, I it does, but you can hear like two of them actually communicating with each other. And these these guys have been going up to this campsite since the 1950s, and they said they experience paranormal stuff and like these noises quite frequently. And they, um, this was the first time this group has let anyone else. Like an outsider in their camp. Yeah, and they let David be- Politis and they, they filmed it. Because they don't want um, like well, the campsite being overrun. And it's eight miles away from like any any uh, trail or, or. What do you think they were banging on at this last part? Like if you listen to it, it sounds like they're banging on some type of like drum almost. Yeah, so, well, in the. Um, right here. That's our job. I mean, that doesn't sound like they're banging on a tree. It sounds no. like they're banging on some type of like metal object. So what the guy said uh, later in the interview was that they bring up these drums of food 
and he expected to come out in the morning to be like all like pick through because you you heard like the banging on the metal and it wasn't and the shelter that they had built up in the 70s when this was recorded was if you took like big trees and almost cinched them together to make like a fort like back in the day they would and put a covering over it and the door they said was an old tree stump about like six foot tall three foot wide that they would cable shut in inside so that no one can get in well of course man you don't know what type of, type of animals that are out there at night who are going to smell food and want to come in and attack you while you're sleeping and the sad thing about it too is they said in 2000 14. 14 was the forestry service found like stumbled upon the campsite and made them take everything down. No, that's not like unfortunate because like you sucks. You're there to protect nature, man. And I understand like you may have used a lot of nature materials, but I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that wasn't. Well, they said there was a stove there. Yeah. And they wanted all that stuff down. You know, they don't want anybody going back there. That's not supposed to be back there starting a fire. And then the whole forest burns down. No, I get that. Well, so funny. You should mention that too. Uh, last year there was huge forest fires in that region and that whole area was not touched by the fire. So, so what are you saying? They just said You're that saying the, Bigfoot put out the fire. They just said that at the end of the documentaries, which I like found funny because it's like, all right, so now you think it's like aliens or other paranormal things going on in that area. But this, this one intrigued me more because they actually have audio clippings from the actual sounds which i think are the one of the most fascinating and unknown like bigfoot sounds because if you google bigfoot sounds this doesn't really come up there has been and i don't know if like they've been reused because i've had heard this on some other shows now i granted i don't know if that this clip was used in those shows i would have to go back and you know verify that but again like yeah you don't hear like that's what made it more chilling those songs instead of just the whoops more of like it would people call them like the samurai chants is well, what i read in like the forums about these where you would hear these when people go missing in the woods in asia now we're bringing it right back around and you think now no no in asia taking people no but i'm just saying like and this is why almost like maybe david politis doesn't say it because people like you you kind of like are apprehensive about it and i'm not apprehensive about it so i don't do, do you think I it's think, possible that these things are taking human beings and eating them i'm sure uh, i'm sure there is like a possibility, I, like I said to you before, like if they're ra- that intelligent and that sophisticated, where they have their own language, where they live out in the woods, that they're very, very, very rarely seen or heard, is they're so intelligent that they that they keep to themselves and they they wouldn't leave traces. What if Bigfoot is a Wendigo? What if Bigfoot's an alien? A lot of people speculate that. No, I think Bigfoot is a adaptation and um, a split off from human beings. Not a split, uh, maybe a split off, but I think human beings were split off somewhere of apes, and that's just another iteration of a big ape. Because when when they put these sounds and they put these audio recordings to professors, it it's ape in origin. All right, here's another thing getting back to the Wendigo. I know you don't like this. This is the last thing I'll mention about the Wendigo. 
It's described as a giant humanoid, almost like Bigfoot. It has a foul stench, like Bigfoot, and it doesn't approach people the way, you know, like animals do. And it seems like they're intelligent. So again... Again, no one's ever seen a Wendigo. No, no one's ever seen a Bigfoot. People have claimed to see Bigfoot. Again, I've been watching Finding Bigfoot for a number of years now, and they never captured one on film. Boom. All they captured was the noises. Again, I don't know. Like That's the thing. That's what makes these things very mysterious, man. And when you listen to those sounds, you're just like, what the hell are they? Are they somebody in the woods? Here's again, you can go down the line. Is it somebody that did follow them in and is fucking with them? Maybe, but again, is this a Bigfoot or some type of creature, you know, like a Bigfoot that is in the woods, that's living in the woods, that is intelligent enough and they interact with these people? And it's like they even bring it up in the video or in the documentary and say, like, I don't know if they just were telling us, hey, this is us telling you that we're there and we know that you're here, mm-hmm. these people, to scare them, to say this is our territory. But then again, all right, if that's what they were doing to those people, this is what I, what I want to ask. If they were up there and that was recorded in 1971 and then it wasn't until 2014, how many years is that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 40 plus years that their thing is there. So if these things are up there and they were saying like oh this is my territory this is what we're saying or they're just communicating that people are there why wouldn't when these hunters weren't there at night why wouldn't they go and just fuck up their camp and say like yo don't come back here we're fucking up your camp and then they'll be like shit how did these things move these big ass logs i don't know or maybe they stumbled upon these people without them knowing and then they're like shit they're there and that's why they haven't like recorded or been back. That's true. That could be a possibility. And I would like to know, and I know you're not going to like this theory again, but I would like to know how many cave systems are in the area. I'm sure there's a lot in that area. See, but that's the thing. Like you poo-poo the caves, but I'm just saying like, where are these things going then when they're not out and about, whether they're hunting for food at night, whether they're looking for Yeah, I'm for sure something. they have to have some shelter. Yeah. so It could be we, in the caves. How come we haven't found any shelters? Because so no one's willing to go in the caves. There's tons of people. Is Matt there. willing to go in the caves? Nobody knows what you just did. Is Matt Greg's willing to go pen, in the caves? He's going to write that. No, I'm not. That's a no for Matt. That is a no for... Is Greg willing to go into a cave? Would I go deep into a cave? No, but I'll, I would like, if there's a cave around, Greg, I would like peek Greg, in there. Sure. Greg would peek into a cave. Yeah, but there's no caves around us. I'm writing that down. Uh, yeah, there is. Where? Up North Jersey, where there has been spotted, you know, Bigfoot sightings. I want to explore the weirdness of New Jersey. I would not go in a cave, though. That's first, Matt. First of all, why would I want to go why would I want That's to That's a hot take right there. You want to explore the weird, but you're not willing to explore the weird? Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's talk about it. There's certain things that I would do, you know, and certain things that I wouldn't do. Like, why am I going to go You have a gun beer? now. See, why would you tell people? Like, you give out way too much information sometimes. Like, really way too much information. Why wouldn't you explore the, the cave system? Way too much. Like, Greg just Why wouldn't? Feeds. Why wouldn't you explore the cave system? Why wouldn't I? Because, A, if there is animals down there, I don't want to be attacked and then, like, not being able to get out. A, I, that's the A. B, I don't like to go into a place that I don't know how to get the hell out of. You just backtrack to where you came. 
that's one way in and one way out. That's why I'm like Ray Peterson. I don't like cul-de-sacs. Exactly. That, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. Tell, tell me why that makes sense to you. What, cul-de-sacs? Living like your current I situation. currently live in a cul-de-sac. Yeah, so... Which I'm just referencing the movie The Burbs. I understand they say that. that in the movie The Burbs. So that's, that's the only reason I'm that's saying That's not a valid that. argument right now. I'm telling you the value of an argument is like there could be some type of animal that I don't want to get trapped in there. A, I've, I, I never felt like claustrophobic, but I would say like if I'm really deep in there... And I'm I, not saying I, you go deep in there. I'm just going to... Okay, I'm going to be like Greg and I'm just going to peek in. Yeah, I'm going to peek in there. I'm not going to go deep in? in there. So what does peek in to Greg mean? It depends on how big the cave is. There we go. Like the opening. Because if there's still light, like let's say 20 feet in, you go 20 feet in. You can still see the light. And that's it. Then you go 20 feet in, you come 20 feet out. Yeah, like let's say there's any tracks. Let's see I'm going to jump anything. in the blue hole. And, and there's not. The blue hole, no one would have jumped in there. You gave no me one sh- would have jumped in. You gave me no shit. No one would have jumped in. You gave me shit. No I, one would have jumped I in. I said, you said, oh, I would jump at the blue hole. Yeah, I was like, because you if, don't want to jump at the blue hole. No. Yeah, I'll jump at the blue hole. I would I have like, jumped in if the water wasn't oil slick, covered, infested, you know, that my dog drank some water and actually just threw up uh, uh, of, of their... There's definitely some neat things in there. There's neat things in that. Yeah, there's neat things in the blue hole, and it's called fungus and bacteria and oil. I want to believe. I want to believe Greg when he says these things. But I want to see Matt dress up for Halloween. That's never happened. I'm, I'm gonna on dress, the show. I'm, I'm going to dress up for Halloween. Actually, yeah. If you go back to our 2017 episode of our Halloween special, I dressed up. What were you? I had my Halloween pants on, my suspenders. I had the hat on. Yep, I was dressed up. Greg didn't dress up that episode. No, I didn't. I didn't claim to either. I never claim. See, here's the thing. Ha <laughs> ha! I never claim any of this stuff. Yes. I never claim any of this. Greg is the one always claiming. I'm gonna jump in the blue hole. What I'm else? Go do this. What else? What else? I yeah, don't know. exactly. Like, That's right. what you guys always go back to, which is funny. If it was actually a body of water that I could actually jump in, I would have. But I'm not jumping in a blue hole filled with disgusting oil slicked. Oil slicked. It was oil slicked. What does that mean? There was oil on top of the water. Let me see if... uh, All right. So on Monster Monday, because they made a whole thing of it. Am I going to get in trouble for playing this? Greetings from the Pumpkin Greetings Patch the pumpkin and welcome patch. Halloweeniacs to Move Slow and whatnot. Now we're this off topic. You know, it really got me watching. This is what the we podcast were like, is. Dang. Before we dig up the mummy, I did want to mention two of our sponsors of the show this evening, our and boys. that's Virtue Dome, which is Tom's virtual reality arcade in Moscow. I'm starting to um involved in traditional booths that you would go down to. You know, we have zombie experience. To, uh, to, to the arcade, this and is I, now it old. is neat because they come after no, which not is, yeah, So, like, getting back to like the actual case in the Bigfoot, Tom, like, I'm not sure. What, what do you think? Like, witching hour episode. What do you think they are? Three sixty five. They did podcast, call me out on this episode. If you haven't, I have to let you know that that Greg mixed up. He didn't really want to say thirty first. Yeah, no he wanted one, to no say to hear this. the first. And maybe he just didn't read the book or check out the calendar in the back of our book, but. 
Uh, he should probably yeah, revisit. Sure. So that. I did make a yeah, mistake gotta, when we talked about get the witching hour. Right. They called me out because and if said we can't count on you to get the witching hour right, how are we supposed to count on you? Of August, the witching uh, hour. When you start telling us about how the moon landing wasn't real and you know these other conspiracy theories, you should do the pumpkin. That would that would be a lot. How would that be a lot? I mean, like they did call you out on this. Man, just get an orange up in the sheet. pumpkin, but I don't. Do think. they even make orange sheets? You never said you would do this for Halloween. Exactly. You said you would do some See, type of like pumpkin. Hour. Anything can I happen. Said, uh, I think it would be cool. Are you looking it up? That's scary if you're that. And, and we did find that. So that's very scary. All it, no, all it shows me is like clean pumpkin mascot no, a, costume. A costume. It's going to just be bucks. one more you promise that he doesn't keep. I'm not. And I said on that episode, I'm not. Gonna I'm going to say it I'm really going to be disappointed. Like I'm really honestly, if you, it's September. Buy the costume. All right, yeah, yeah. So you looked I mean, at the hole and you were kind of. If you want to go right listen to their yeah. podcast, go, go listen, listen to, to it. Podcast. They call Greg out and they call Matt out. So, like, this one was more interesting than that. Uh, so, getting back to the Bigfoot. Getting back to actually, yeah. I think this one was more interesting just because they have audio records of the, of the Bigfoot. It's true. I think so. And I think this is like, it's another case of, you know, nobody went missing in this, but they just heard Bigfoot sounds. So again, at the end of the day, like it is creepy. It's weird. Does it definitively prove that Bigfoot's real? No. Does it definitively prove that Bigfoot's not real? No. Because if we take that, you know, doctor that analyzed this from the University of Wyoming, and she said, this is definitely a creature that is unknown that it is bigger in proportion, and there was more than one creature there. So if we're taking her at her word when she analyzed this, and I'm sure she's heard, you know, I don't know her credentials, but again, looking at it, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. You know, so it, it's but weird. Again, he never says that in the documentary or anything like that. So again, well, again, we could David shit on Pilates him all we want, sucks. like, and that, that's great. But it's open in discussion, you know, just from us and then around the internet that people have been discussing these cases. I would love to hear people's thoughts about this on the Bigfoot or just the cases in general. Both of them, both of the cases that we discussed. Today. Well, you could look it up because there's forums on you know Reddit. No, I know, but I want like people to comment in like to us about this well yeah and see would, our their theories to us yeah you would have to just watch it so i don't know this one was intriguing and definitely more mysteries than we could even figure out on our own so definitely check out missing 401 again you know our thoughts on david Pilatus, but again i think he brings out a lot of information granted i think there's a lot more information that could be said sure but again it is what it is. I think they're eye-opening, and it's also, again, comes back to my point of why are we so obsessed with, you know, just people getting hurt and killed, and it just fascinates people to no end. There's Datelines. There's all these different shows about it, Missing 401, and I wish we had more answers, but we don't. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Wherever you listen to this podcast, send us a message. You could always reach us by just visiting Nightmare365.com where you could look at our shop. There's tons of great shirts, hoodies, stuff for the fall that is in there, as well as all of our shows. You can find all of our past podcasts, our YouTube channel. Please everything. like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, don't forget that. Hit the bell for notifications so when we post a new video, you can watch it. And 
all of our contact information is there. So if you have more information that we didn't touch on, just like David Pilatus, don't send us hate because we're only given information of what we think and then as much information as some of these movies that people seem to love give their information. And I want to see more of a balanced discussion than anything else. So until next time, and next week is October, so I'm really getting into Halloween spirit, and I can't wait for this stuff. So until next week, stay, stay spooky. spooky.